Today on Hardwired. There is no real victory for any Christian that is not submitted to God. Everybody say submit to God. See, a disobedient or an unsubmissive believer will not experience victory. We got to get this. He didn't say resist the devil, he'll flee. But he said, you got to get in the right posture first. And here's the right posture. Submit to God. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Thanks for allowing us to share this time with you. It's our favorite time of the day where we get to hang out together and hear about how the truth of God's Word can make a huge difference as it's hardwired into your life, your relationships, and your future. You may be stuck in traffic or maybe even stuck in life. Either way, today's message is going to help you get on the right track as you learn how much God loves you right where you are. And if for any reason you have to break away before the end of the program, you can always catch it at our website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. So let's go ahead and get right into today's message. Here's Pastor Jeff to set it up for us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you for joining us. You know, one of the ways that we're to defeat the devil is not just by rebuking him or putting on the armor of God, but there is something we're to do before we really have victory over Satan, and that is resist him. We're to resist him. And so today I'm gonna talk about that, and we just finished talking about submitting to God, and that is the prerequisite to winning victory over the enemy. But once you've submitted, we're to resist him. And the Bible promises if we do, then he will flee from us in terror. So let's go right to today's message, Resist the Devil. We've got an enemy, and the Bible says that though he's real, he's defeated. But we've got to know how to appropriate what God has given us to defeat the foe. And so I want to read what we read last week. It's one verse, and I want you to read it with me because I want us to remember it, think about it, mull over it, because here's our verse that I want to speak on again today. James 4, verse 7, and let's read it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Now, let's say run. He will run from you. Now, we're always talking about running from the devil. The devil's out to get me. The devil's giving me a hard day. <laughs> let's imagine for a minute he's running from you. Isn't that what the Bible says? That he flees from you if we're submitted to God and appropriately, rightly, biblically resist him. So what does that mean? The phrase resist the devil means to withstand, to strive against, to stand up against, or to oppose. Now, let me say those again. He says resist the devil. What's that mean? Withstand him, stand against him, strive against him, stand up against him, oppose him, push him back. Don't let him run a number on you. Don't let him get away with his tricks in your life. Oppose him. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, most of us as a kid, at least once, played King of the Hill. Remember King of the Hill? It's very simple. Just you or somebody got on top of a little dirt mound or something, and it was, it was your friend's uh, intent. Usually a group of you were doing it, and... And you, there you are standing on the top of the hill and your friends tried to, to overthrow you, to push you off 
your stand, try to push you off. And the goal was, how long can I last up here before somebody successfully pushes me off? And so you, you took your stand. And when they came at you this way, you pushed back. That way, you pushed back. And you pushed back every time they came at you. You resisted them. That's the idea with spiritual warfare. We're on the hill of the victory Christ won for us. And our goal is to stand against the attacks of the enemy to resist him and oppose him so that he doesn't knock us off our victory. Having done all, Paul says in Ephesians 6, we stand. When the dust settles, you're standing. When, when the battle is over, you're the one standing, not the devil. You're still on top of the victory Christ bought for you. That's how the New Testament envisions you and me. We're not to be knocked down every day. We're not to lose the fight every day. But we're to learn how to resist because the enemy is always trying to knock you and me off of the victory that Jesus gave to us. He does it every day. Now, we saw last time that resisting the devil begins with being submitted to God. There is no real victory uh, for any Christian that is not submitted to God. Everybody say, submit to God. See, a disobedient or an unsubmissive uh, believer will not experience victory. We got to get this. He didn't say, resist the devil, he'll flee. But he said, you got to get in the right posture first. And here's the right posture. Submit to God. Be submitted to God, to his will, to his word, to his promptings. Be in the epicenter of the will of God for your life. Pick up your cross daily and follow him. Crucify the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Walk in obedience to him. Be submitted to God because that's numero uno in spiritual warfare. We can't successfully resist the devil until we are submitted to God. We gotta be submitted. So if you've attempted to resist the devil and it seems that you don't have any authority and it's not doing much good, then I've learned in my own life, maybe I need to check my life and see, am I submitted to God in every area of my life? Because if I'm submitted to God, I have authority. If I'm not submitted to God, I don't have authority. Let me give you a few questions I ask myself, okay? So I'm not asking you anything that I haven't asked me. Here we go. One, have you yielded your will and life to Christ's lordship? Is he in the driver's seat? Not on Sundays only, and not when you kind of like it, but all the time, is Jesus Lord? Now, I know that's a rhetorical question, maybe a redundant question or a elementary, my dear Watson kind of question, but we got to ask it all the time. If I'm in a battle, the first thing I got to know is, is he Lord? Am I submitted? Have I done everything? Well, here's the second question. Are you regularly reading God's word and putting it into practice? Is that in your life? Third question, are you inquiring of the Lord and waiting for his answer before making major decisions? Or are you just going off on your own? You gotta ask yourself these questions because when Satan attacks, he goes for the jugular. And, and the first thing we gotta know is, am I submitted to God? Am I reading his word? Am I seeking him? Am I, am I in the right posture? The posture of submission. 
Last question we got to always ask ourselves, am I living in compromise with some sin God has told me to forsake? Is that there? You know, it's a hard question. This is, these are searching questions. But folks, without submission to God, we don't have authority. Listen, the devil laughs at Christians that rebuke him who are not submitted to God. We got to be submitted to the Lord. Now, I'm not saying perfect, but I'm saying submitted, submitted to God. So every day, I think the right thing to do, because every day is a battle. Every day we face the devil. Can I have an amen? Every day we face the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they're not our friends. And so every day I'm, I'm going to have some kind of, of battle. So I got to get myself in the right posture right off the bat, submitted to God. So every day, every morning when I get with God, I pray and I say, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, start with me. Let your will be done in me. Let the will of God be done in my life, starting with me. Because if it's not happening in me, I can't help anybody else. I can't give what I don't have. I can only give what I do have. As Peter said, such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. He said, I don't have any money, but here's what I do. I've got faith to see you healed. Way more than money, better than money. Now, once we're submitted, we're in a position to resist. So how do we resist the devil once we're submitted? Because here he comes, he's attacking. We're on the hill of victory, but he's trying to come and overthrow us and knock us down and take us out of the race and mess our walk with God up. So, so here he comes. How am I in, once I'm in the position to resist, how do I resist him? I'm going to give you three ways today. All right? Recognize his tactics. First one. Second, reject his bargains. Third, repel him with Scripture. So say with me, recognize his tactics. Reject his bargains. Repel him with Scripture. Now let's talk about his tactics. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, in the battle, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, devices means tactics, his schemes. We're not ignorant about them. Now, Paul said we're not, but I think a lot of Christians are. I know I have been in the past ignorant of his tactics. A lot of the times I didn't realize who I was dealing with. Now, he's a defeated devil, but he's a real devil. And I don't take him lightly. I don't joke about him I don't make fun. Oh, no, no, no. When the devil attacks me, he's going for blood. So I'm in a real battle. So, so I don't want to be ignorant of how he does things, how he operates, how he functions, how he attacks. We're not ignorant of his devices, his tactics. Satan is a schemer. Say, well, Jeff, do you really believe in the devil? Of course I do, because Jesus dealt with him. Jesus rebuked him. Jesus defeated him. He, Jesus went about everywhere doing good and delivering people that were oppressed by the devil. He's not a figment of the imagination. He's not a myth or a fable or something out of Brothers Grimm or none of that. He's real. He's a fallen archangel and he's against you and me because we love the one that defeated him. Amen. Amen. He sizes up a person and decides what would be the most effective mode of attack with that person. He looks for an opening, a weakness, a vulnerability. 
It says when Jesus was finished with the temptations in the wilderness, it says the devil left him until an opportune time, a time of opportunity. The devil is an opportunist. He moves opportunistically. He looks for a weak moment when you're tired, frustrated, weary, discouraged, disillusioned. That's when he hits. He never fights fair because he's an unfair devil. He doesn't have morals or scruples at all. So he's going to look. He looks for a vulnerability. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment. But first, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. Or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. Some of his common tactics are these. Let me just give you a few. Doubt. He sows doubt about God's word, God's love, God's care. He wants you doubting God, not believing God. So he'll sow, sow doubt, especially when you're in a tough time. When you're in a valley, when you're wondering how you're going to pay those bills, when your marriage is rocky, when you've prayed and the kids keep getting crazier anyway. Well, that hit a nerve. Yeah, at times like that, Satan swoops in opportunistically. Now I can attack. Now I can say to them, where's your God? Why isn't he helping you? Why isn't he answering you? So he uses doubt. He uses discouragement. He wants to take the wind out of your sail. He wants to convince you there's no use in going on. He wants you to put up the white flag and quit. He wants you to walk away from prayer and Bible study and church. I'm, I'm just here to expose the devil. We have no fellowship with the works of darkness, but we do expose them. He uses doubt. He uses discouragement. He uses distraction. <laughs> Satan's tactic with some people it's just to get you involved in trivial things that have nothing to do with God's highest and best for you. Good things as opposed to the best. He distracts. You who come over here, look over here. Don't look at Christ. Don't follow Christ. Don't get up in the morning and pray. You got to take care of this and take care of that. When you've raised the kids and paid the bills and you got your 401k coming your way, then you can really walk with God. He distracts you away. He's a master distractor, in fact. He doesn't want you seeking first the kingdom of God, so he distracts us away. He's a deceiver. These are his tactics. We're not ignorant of his devices. Listen, we've got to recognize his tactics. We got to know when it's the devil coming at me. It's not people coming at me. It's the devil coming at me. I'm not battling flesh and blood, not ultimately. Satan is behind the scenes and he's, he's manipulating things with unyielded people. Satan's stock and trade is lies. Jesus said, you want to know about the devil? I'll tell you about the devil. He's a liar and the father of lies. How do you know he's lying if he's talking? If he's talking, he's lying. It never changes. He's a liar. He lies to you. He lies to me. He wants to plant a lie in your heart that pulls you off the safe road of life 
into a forest of confusion and error and despair. And he uses lies. One verse that's always stuck with me in, uh, in 2 Samuel. It's always jumped out at me. I've wanted to preach on it. I'm looking for an angle, but I want to quote it to you today anyway. David and his men are in a battle with his renegade son, Absalom. And the Bible says the, the battle goes into a high level of conflict. And then the Bible makes this statement. The woods devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. That's always jumped at me. I think it's metaphorically true in life. See, here's all these men fighting with swords and spears and knives and all of that, slings, yet more died lost in the woods than in the battle. I think it's metaphorically true in life for all of us. More people perish in the woods of deception than in open spiritual warfare because the devil's a liar. He's a liar. He's a lying dog. He's a liar. He lies. He lies to you about God. He lies to you about those around you. He lies to you about yourself. He lies to you about your calling. He lies to you about your purpose. He lies to you about your victory. He lies to you. Discord is a favorite tactic of Satan's to bring division through discord. So here they are, doubt, discouragement, distraction, deceit, discord. These are Satan's tactics, just some of them. And we've got to recognize his tactics if we're going to resist him. So let me ask you, these things that I covered, just these five, any of that going on in your life today? I guarantee you, you've been lied to. You've been approached by a lie. Whether or not you've accepted it is another thing. But you've been approached by a lie because we're in a lying world in a lying culture that is lying through its teeth about almost everything. The apostle Peter warned us, be careful, watch out for attacks from Satan. Your great enemy, he prowls around like a hungry, roaring lion looking for some victim to tear apart. Notice he doesn't call him the enemy. He calls him your enemy, my enemy. We got an enemy. We got a savior. Yes, we do. But we've also got an enemy. We got to wake up and realize we're in a battle and we've got to know how to resist him. So we submit to God and his will. And then we resist by recognizing his tactics. He says, Satan's tactic is also to prowl. You know what that tells me about the devil? He, he More times than not, he's in stealth mode. He's flying under the radar. He doesn't want you to spot him. He doesn't want you to know that he's there. He's like a thief. A thief does not call you during the day and say, hey, tonight I'm hitting your house. <laughs> right? Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm hitting your house. I'll be there about midnight. Leave the door unlocked. No, a thief comes when you're not expecting it and when you don't know it, and you only find out he's been there by what he stole once he's been and gone. And that's what the devil does. He steals. You wake up and something is gone from your life. He seals your peace, your joy. He prowls. And he also wears disguises. Paul said he comes dressed as an angel of light. He's a disguised devil. He comes dressed as being from God. Are you hearing me, church? Listen, the devil will say, praise the Lord. The devil will quote the Bible. The devil quoted the Bible to Jesus. He twisted every one of them, but he quoted it. He knew the Bible better than most Christians. The devil knows the Bible and he quotes it. He comes as an angel of light, as an angel of light. I'm from God. I've got a word for you. 
or, or this is from God, or that is from God. I'm a messenger of God. And he roars. He's not only stealth-like, but sometimes he pounces with a roar. Lions paralyze their prey with fear by their loud roar. And Satan uses fear to attack and intimidate us. God doesn't want us walking in fear. I have an amen today. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But Satan roars, I'm going to destroy your marriage. Roars, I'm going to destroy your children. Roars, I'm going to destroy your physical health. Roars, I'm going to destroy your finances. Roars, you're going to lose your job. You're going down for the count. It's over for you. He roars, and we get full of fear. I think I'm preaching pretty good. Y'all are very quiet. Okay? I just want you to understand, we got to recognize his tactics. We're to resist him by being ever mindful of his tactics. Does this look like the devil, feel like the devil, smell like the devil? Then it must be the devil. If it's a duck, it'll quack. If it's any of these things, it's the devil. Secondly, we're to reject his bargains. You know the devil's a bargainer? A bargain, what is it? It's an agreement between two parties based on what each one is going to give and receive in a transaction. The devil's a bargainer. His favorite line when tempting you and me is, if I got a bargain for you, let's make a deal. If you do this, I'll give you that. He bargains. Do you know that every temptation is a bargain? Every temptation is a bargain or it wouldn't work. Did you know that there's a promise from the devil tucked away inside every temptation? Have you ever thought about that? His tactic is to dangle something in front of us that he promises will be beneficial. If you take this offer, here's what it will do for you. And he makes a promise, what it will do for you. That's the promise, what it will do for you. Take this drug and you are gonna fly high. Get involved in this relationship and you're gonna be fulfilled. Go this way, that way, or the other way, and you are gonna find the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Tucked away in every temptation is a promise. And you'll be happy, you'll be fulfilled, you'll have fun for the first time in your life. You'll live life to the fullest, have your deepest needs met. That's the devil's promises. All you got to do, says the devil, is, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, we won't talk about this much, but all you got to do is compromise a little bit. Just a little compromise here, a little compromise there. No big deal. Cut a few corners, cross a few lines. But it'll be so worth it if you do what I'm offering, if you take the bargain. This has been his modus operandi all the way back to the beginning. Look what he did with Eve. Watch this. He said, Eve, eat of the tree of the forbidden fruit, the compromise and you will be wise like God, the reward. There's the bargain. You're not going to die. Eat of this tree. I know God told you not to. A little compromise, but go ahead. And you're going to be wise like God, the reward. He told Esau, give Jacob your birthright. Compromise. And it will satisfy your hunger, the reward. He told David, take Bathsheba. The compromise, she's married, and you'll have a wild night of forbidden love, the reward. 
Y'all are so quiet. You're making me nervous. Look at how he bargained with Jesus. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, including their glory, all the lights and the glitter and the glistening and the glory and the power of all the kingdoms of the world. And he said, I'll give it all to you, reward, if you will kneel down and worship me, the compromise. And what did Jesus say? He saw straight through it. Get out of here, Satan. Boy, I, that felt so good just to do that. I want us to do it together. Can we say it? Get out of here, Satan. You've been listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. It would mean the world to us to know how the program has helped you today. So take a quick minute and give us a call. 877-884-3111. Or you can connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. And if you enjoy the program as much as we love bringing it to you, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us. There are daily costs associated with the program, and we truly do depend on the faithful financial support of our listeners like you to allow us to be on this station. So please consider partnering with us today with your gifts to this ministry. You can call us at 877-884-3111 or go to the website hardwired.org. Again, call 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. Thank you for your loyal partnership as we couldn't do this without you. And finally, Pastor Jeff is the founder and senior pastor of the vibrant Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we hope you'll stop by and say hi. And let us know that you listen to the program. That would really make our day. And Pastor Jeff would love to meet you personally, too. So till next time, have a great day. And thanks so much for listening to Hardwired.